Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Everyday Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony J. Here we search out for individuals who have had growth in one way, shape, or form during their lifetime. Guys, what is going on? Community, how are you doing? Man, I've missed you guys. It's been a long weekend with Father's Day and everything like that. But before I forget, before I forget, if you are new to this to this wonderful podcast with the best community in the world. Thank you for being here. Welcome. This is the one-stop shop for everything for your fitness, nutrition, and mindset-related stuff that is goes right according with your lifestyle. You guys, we cover everything from A to Z here. These are great conversations with great people, whether they be other nutrition coaches, friends of mine, family. It doesn't really matter. Everyone's family who comes on this podcast. But the real thing is, People talking about the growth and the overcoming of adversity they've had in their lifetime. And I think that across all dimensions on this podcast is talked about way more than not. And that's the one thing I always want to reiterate with this podcast is something to help you guys out with your daily lifestyle routines and letting you guys know that you are not alone in any type of, you know, hardship you guys are going through or any type of adversity. This is a place where you can come and talk and comment and DM and email me or any one of my guests. All their information is down in the the podcast notes in the bottom. You can click on their names, pick a coach who you want to talk to, or just shoot them a DM. Every coach I have on is such a great human being. They are willing to go out of their way and give you time out of their day, out of their lives to help you out with those hardships that you are having. If you need an answer, they will help talk you through the things that they believe can help you out. And if they don't have it, they can lean on somebody else who can give you that exact answer that you are looking for. But you guys, without further ado, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being here. Whether you are old or whether you're part of the community, the one thing I always want to ask you guys is please, please hit that subscribe button to the podcast. If you have already, thank you so much. It's so You are so close, near and dear to my heart. Head on over to YouTube and also hit the subscribe button over there, guys, so you guys don't miss any of the episodes that are coming out. We are trying to stick to three episodes a week, but if you've been with me for a while, you notice the last couple of weeks I've been lackadaisically here and there putting out podcast episodes, and it's just because Father's Day and the week before that, I took a break on interviewing people, and the week before that, it's just like three, 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 three a week. You know, There's 12 episodes a month over a long period of time. I just need to take a break, fam. You got to give me a break. You got to give me a break. I'm doing the best that I can. So with that being said, I hope everyone feels good. I hope everyone's doing good today. You know, come this Friday, this Friday podcast launch should be the day that, you know, if you're here in the Midwest, everything kind of gets back to a little bit of normalcy here, like 50% capacity for all the gyms. Every Everything will be open back up. I hope your life can get back on track a little bit. If it's not, this is definitely what you need to hear today. So without further ado, my good friend and fellow nutrition coach, Juma, is owner and creator of Stupid Fit. Now, that's S-T-O-O-P-I-D, Fit. And I think it's a great name because, you know what, this day and age, this shit is stupid, but it shouldn't be hard to learn. And I love that every one of his platforms is stupid this, stupid that, you know, his website is the same thing, his email is the same thing. All his all his um, information will always be in the podcast episode show notes. So just scroll on down, guys. 
click on that, shoot him a message, shoot him a DM. You guys want to work with Juma. He's an amazing, amazing dude. As you can tell from this podcast, his way of thinking is so simplistic that it's it was such a breath of fresh air to listen to everything he had to say. His perspectives on life, his perspectives on coaching, his perspectives on fitness are something that we all need to hear. And I do believe he makes it so simple that you cannot fail. But it all comes down, it all comes back down to you versus you, right? Like if you're gonna fail, it's gonna be because of you. It's not gonna be because of Juma. It's not gonna be because of me as well. If if we we're your coaches, it's not gonna happen that way. We can line you up, we can put the ball on the tee, we can teach you how to swing, but you ultimately have to swing that bat, have to swing that golf club to hit that ball that's on the tee. We go over that and so much more in this episode. Man, what an amazing episode. I think we talked for over an hour. Like I had to just pull the plug on the conversation because we could have went on for two hours, maybe even three. Not to mention when we got off of this podcast, we talked for another 40 minutes. Like we just had so much to talk about. I want to know everything about him, where he went to school, where was the education, you know, his background, all these things. And he asked the same thing of me. That's how you know two people click. That's also how you know that I asked the right guest on at the right time for you guys. So happy Friday. You made it, fam. You made it to Friday. I hope the weekend is filled with love and happiness and not to mention tons of education, which you are about to get because Juma is about to drop the fucking bomb on y'all. But before we go any further, guys, you know what time it is. The sponsor of this podcast is... Ambition Threads. Now, Ambition Threads Company is out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and they are the flyest, the dopest, the most comfy clothes inside and outside the gym. Now, I've had the great honor of having on the man himself, Tyler Gentry, the owner of the company, and he came on and told us everything what ambition means to him. And I think it's one of those things where once again, you finally get a guest on that you're like, man, I can really get behind everything that you're doing and I want to support everything that you are doing as well. This stuff is amazing. Go to Ambition Threads Co. on Instagram. Check out all their stuff. You can also go to ambitionthreads.com. You guys pick out some good stuff and what you can do is pick out one, pick out two, pick out three. It doesn't really matter. Use code every day and you receive 20% off on any and all purchases. But I can do even better than that. Listen up really quick. For the, This is the last week of their huge June sale. What that means is if you haven't been listening, shame on you. But if you have been listening, hurry up and get on there. Whatever is left on the site is buy two, get one free. So when you pick out a shirt, you pick out a hoodie, and you pick out a hat, that hat is going to come to you for free because that's the cheaper of the three and you're getting it for free. But like I said, if you just want to get one item, get one nice hoodie for these nice fall days that are coming up to sit by the campfire, the, the bonfires and all that stuff, go ahead and use code every day. You get 20% off. Share that with your friends. You can use it as many times as you want. That's an ongoing code. So guys, without further ado, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I literally want you to listen to what Juma has to say and his perspectives on life, fitness, and nutrition. <sighs> Grab that pen, grab that paper, crank it up, because you're going to need to take some notes. Juma, ladies and gentlemen. My man, Jay, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. I'm excited Dude, about it. Of course, man. I've been talking to you too long. Be like, dude, when are you coming on? When are you coming on? I think I was asking you before you even dropped your first you like your first, your first episode. I saw you come out, and I'm like, no shit. Look at this yeah. guy. <laughs> 
How's the podcast going, man? Uh, I'm loving it, honestly. The podcast life is a fun life. I'm not gonna lie. It's uh, I surprised. I'm surprised by how much I actually like doing it. It's yeah, it's uh, it's eerily weird. Like, I think it has a lot to do with like the space that we're in and the space that we chose, you know, for our business. It's like, we love educating, we love coaching, we love teaching, and we, we, we love talking, you know? So it's one of those things, but it's almost like one of those selfish things where it's like, this does a lot for me. Like talking to people does a lot for me, you know? Yeah, definitely. No, I, I mean, that's what coaching is at its core. It's like, you're just answering all these people's questions and now you get to do it and have multiple people's questions answered at once and everyone gets to listen to you at the same time it's kind of crazy you get to hit so many more people that way yeah it's amazing man like you start looking over the analytics you're like i got people listening across the world like i got one person in saudi arabia like woo you know like like it's so great man it's amazing but man how's your day going is it uh it's one it's one o'clock around here in the midwest community but it's uh, how's your day going so far man man it's been great i made my way downtown today gonna hopefully go to the beach later after recording this podcast and a couple more podcasts, um, but it's, it's a great day. It's been beautiful weather in our area so far uh, the past week or two. Been heating up, bro. It's coming. <laughs> that July's coming, man. It's going to be, it's going to be 95 pretty soon here for a couple of weeks. Yeah, man, we're going to be sticky outside all the time. <laughs> it's <laughs> like that. If the community, community, if you don't know, we're from the Midwest and it's like when it gets into the July, August, it's like you walk outside, it's just like immediate everything's you're wet everywhere you might as well wear a tank top and shorts and flip-flops everywhere you go in the midwest because that's what happens yeah instant sweat as soon as you're outside (laughs) awesome man so jay man please please introduce yourself to the community and what you do and please let's talk about the name of your company and how you came up with that man i'm so intrigued by this (laughs) yeah man that's like the favorite question whenever people have me on Um, So I am president and head nutrition coach over at Stupid Fit. We're an online fitness and nutrition coaching company. Uh, Basically, we work with trying to simplify the process as much as possible through individualization, right? Because I think a lot of times the process can seem daunting. Uh, The fat fat loss process and muscle building process can seem daunting and complicated. And you hear so many different things that it can get really confusing. But at its core, it's a really simple process. It's just about finding a way to make it simple for you. So this is the name stupid fit comes from kind of a spinoff of those yellow for dummy books. You know, they have a a blank for dummies for everything pretty much like podcasting for dummies, you know, diet for dummies, things like that. So stupid fit is fitness made simple. That's our sub uh, slogan. Uh, We're just trying to keep it simple, keep it all inclusive, make sure as many people can, get the results they want to without sacrificing too much and having it incorporate, um, have it be more a part of their life instead of being their life. Uh, that's going to be the big goal with what we're trying to do. So that's where the name came from. Um, a lot of people love the name. It's just a nice little grab attention grabber for sure. Yeah. But that's uh, how it all started off. We want to help a lot of people and keep it simple. Dude, I love it. I think that's the one thing as coaches we need to convey more is actually how simple and how simplistic we can make this for you. And I think on the other side of that coin, it's one of those things where probably the gen pop people that we do help, it's like, how can you make it simple? It's so, it's so difficult. And it's like, once you break things down to the core, like you said, and I love that that's incorporated in your name and, and your kind of your mantra, what you're doing is because this thing has to be easy or actually it's not going to work. And I think where people fall short is when they try to just totally complicate this goddamn thing. And it shouldn't be that way. I mean, it really shouldn't be a hard way. And I think the only reason why it seems like it's hard is because there's so much other noise out there, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Especially if you get 
uh, conflicting information all the time, which happens everywhere you go. You hear something at the gym you go to from a personal trainer, and then you scroll through Instagram and you hear something else. And now you're like, damn, I don't know which one I'm supposed to do. Am I supposed to do a balance of two of these things? Uh, it, it's just, I'm better off doing nothing. And then no progress is made that way. Right. Right. And that just holds people back entirely. But there's always a way to move forward and push yourself forward. And it doesn't have to be working out the, at the gym twice a week, six days a week. You can do half of that, whatever fits your lifestyle, as long as you're doing something and you're like touching on the main principles of transformation, you'll still make that kind of progress. It, again, it doesn't have to be super complicated. It just has to be something that you can stick to and you can adhere to so that you get where you want to go to. Yeah, dude. And I, I love that. I love that. It's, it, I love that's your mantra. I love that's what you're screaming. And I love everything that you're posting about too on Instagram and on your podcast, man. I think it's the truth, man. I think more of the truth, you know, like, like Gary Vee always says, man, the right thing is the right thing. And when I tell people that they're like, yeah, but and I'm like, no, 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 listen, there's no, but behind that. That's period. Like the right thing is the right thing. Period. Not a comma, not a new sentence, not a hyphen for another, another sentence behind it. It's period. And people just like, kind of look at you weird, you know, and it's like, no, the right thing is the right thing. And so I want to take a second to applaud you and stupid fit and everything that you're doing because you're doing it the correct way and you're doing it the right way. And it's the fucking truth. And we need to have more people like yourself out there spitting truth instead of spitting bullshit, man. So thank you so much for doing that. No, of course. I appreciate that. And I, I like, I, I think a lot of uh, what we do overlaps because you're everyday Anthony J, right? That's your thing. Getting 1% better every day and keeping it simple because you know, you don't have to do everything all at once. You don't got to do change overnight, right? A lot of people think you got to have 100% change. Whatever you're doing has to make the biggest impact right away. But it's always the little things. It's always the 1% growth you make on a daily basis that's going to lead to that big impact, that big change that you're looking for. So that's why I appreciate what you do because it does overlap a lot. And it is like no bullshit. This is 100% what you need. Uh, it's just staying consistent and keeping it simple for you. Yeah, I think over the long run, I appreciate you. I, I hear that and, and I, I receive that too. Um, I think over the long run, it's like, that's just what we have to do more of. It's like, you see so many flashy things out there from so many flashy coaches and they're so busy talking about what they're making per month. And they're not talking about the impact that they're bringing to the communities. And I think that's a huge thing. And, and um, you know, that's like the one thing I love about Jason Phillips too. It's like, it's that no bullshit. I'm here to create impact in your life approach. And you know, as much as people say that's what they're doing, I see a lot of pictures in front of some flashy cars. I see a lot of professionalism with the pictures and their posts that, you know, they spend so much time on that come out once a week, all these things. And it's like, man, we are so full of information. Like for me and you and I, if we sat down and just started chilling at nine in the morning, we probably wouldn't shut the fuck up till like 10 PM at night. I just, I just know that there's so much information that we want to get out there. But at the at the core of it all, at the core of it all, it's just as we just want to help people, man. Like, and that's just like the biggest thing is we just want to help people. So with that being said, dude, how did you come into this space of you just wanting to give so much of yourself towards everybody? Uh, I took a really unorthodox approach, I feel like, uh, to get into this space. Um, I was an athlete in high school. You know, I wanted to get bigger and stronger to play football at the college level. That was my main goal. Um, get to college, end up not playing football, doesn't really pan out. I'm a track athlete, uh, and I'm learning a lot about the human body, mostly um, the weightlifting aspect of it and the movement aspect of it, not so much the nutrition side just yet. And once I, you know, 
go through and finish my track career at college. I'm still in college. I'm trying to find something that I want to do. I'm actually in college for mechanical engineering, but I can't find an internship for mechanical engineering. So I'm like, you know, I'm really good at this working out thing. Let me be a personal trainer and get like a solid paying job to help you pay through school. So I got a personal training job at uh, my local export. So I'm sure you know about export. Oh yeah. Uh, got personal training job at my local export. Um, spent three and a half years there, built a good name for myself, had a lot of fun um, and realized like what I was doing was having an immediate impact on all of these people's lives. Like every person that I was working with, their quality of life was getting better as soon as they walked out the door. They felt better. Their joints were less achy. Um, they had more confidence in themselves. They were doing things that they never thought was possible. And that confidence that they built working with me, working in the gym, and really working on themselves more than anything uh, stemmed to other parts of their lives. Their relationships with their spouse got a lot better. Their relationships, with their, their relationships with their kids got a lot better. Their work performance got a lot better. And that in itself extends to help even more people just because you took the time to help yourself and you let me help you guide you through that. And that kind of reach and me realizing that impact that I can provide for people uh, is really what got me into this space. So once I graduated with my mechanical engineering degree, you know, I kind of had a choice to make there. Uh, I kept up with my personal training for another year or so, and then we started Stupid Fit uh, the following year after that. And, you know, that's that's where we're at now, just still trying to do the same thing on a broader scale. So now instead of um, focusing on people only in the Chicago suburbs, I'm able to touch lives from across the country and in other countries as well. So it's all about just helping people become better versions of themselves so that they can show up and help other people become better versions of themselves and just spread that positivity across um, their little circle and then other circles as well. Dude, I love it. I feel like I'm staring in a mirror right now with what you just said. I think, <laughs> I think it's awesome, man. I think that's the one thing that we have to shoot for. And I think we do have to look at it as, of course, the practices that we coach and all the teachings that we coach and everything, like it has to be, um, you know, uh, specific per person. But what we, what we can accomplish with that one person as soon as they just start truthfully loving their self, their one self, that that just, it flows into the rest of their lives, man, and everyone around them. And that's the greatest thing. If you can help a, a, a mother out or a father out or a single mom or a single dad, when they go back home, they're going to be that better person for everyone around them. And it's like, we're not, and that's what we're saying, man, being that 1% better every single day, like it's just a small little thing that can contribute to like this big, crazy, overwhelming picture. But that one little thing, a lot of people are just like, nah, there's no way that that can make a big change. And it's like, homie, that can make a change. Like you don't get it, right? Like you don't get it. Yeah. I mean, it's just like that one saying, old proverb, whatever it is, it just takes one snowflake to start an avalanche. And your one little, you know, whether it's a little good deed that you do to help someone out that brightens their mood and they go pass it on and help somebody else out, or you learning something new that helped you out that you decide to teach somebody else, and then they pass it on to somebody else. All of that adds on. And even though it seems small and insignificant and only took you 30 seconds to do, it's going to spread and it's going to create a huge, huge uh, ripple effect that is going to only improve everyone's lives that get touched by this. And no one realizes like the chain effect that comes after that until you step back a little bit and you're like, damn, that really did make a big difference. Me doing that really shaped everything else that uh, led to this point, you know? 
yeah, and it helps you and helps out the other person. I think that's like a lot of people don't see that, man. Like I always preach this. I God, I swear I say it in every single podcast. I'm gonna say it again. It's like saying what's up and how are you doing to like your your barista that you see, you know, eight times a week. Like you don't know. Number one, you'll never know what mood they're in until you ask them, or they may be hiding something, but just saying what's up to them, making eye contact and actually saying their name and saying thank you while you look at them instead of just throwing money at them on your phone, sunglasses on and walking away. Like you don't know what that can do for that person. You don't know if they came into work, they just lost a loved one, a family member, a significant other, you know, uh, their, their pet, you know, their pet could have passed away the night before. Like they don't want to be at work. They don't want to be at work and they're there to serve you. And I think that's the one, one step we need to take, you know, take a step back and realize like, did that barista just put too much foam on my non-foam latte? Are you willing to put up an argument for that? Knowing that that person could have stepped in a pile of shit the night before the morning on the way to work. And I think that's the big difference, man. And I think once you start living that little bit of your life for everyone else that's around you, things start to open up massively, not just for you, but for the other people too. And it just, it's just something that, I mean, think about it. If I texted you every morning at 9 a.m. in the morning, I said, good morning, hope you have a good day. I mean, just that alone would change so much of your morning routine, right? And I love it, man. I love that. I love that you're doing that. No, yeah, definitely. And then there's also kind of the reverse of it, too. You see someone, uh, because this kind of touches on what you were saying, you never know what the other person is going through. They might treat you poorly for a second. They might be angry at you in traffic. They might give you some sort of curt attitude or whatever, but you don't know the kind of day that person had and they don't even realize how they're acting towards you. It's not they're intentionally being rude to you because they don't like you. They just are caught up in their own thoughts and are letting that take advantage of them without even realizing it. And you can stop that cycle by being nice to them back. You know, mm. you don't have to follow through and accept that and then judge them and say, man, what an asshole. What the hell was he doing? feeling that way when earlier that morning, like you said, maybe they broke up with their spouse, maybe their pet died or something like that. You don't know what they went through that day. So when you reciprocate that anger, all you're doing is building more anger across, you know, different facets. You're not helping this person feel better in any way, but if you give them, you know, a change of pace, you treat them nicely, you apologize for what you did, you help them gain perspective on how they were acting. And that kind of like abruptly stops the cycle of, their bad day and how they're treating other people poorly. And again, helps you help them uh, be a better person for the rest of the day, at least, if not longer. Yeah, man, that's, that's it. And that, that's, that's what we can, you know, we should just end the podcast right there because I think that was like the best bomb right there. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just think every day it's like one of those things, like take a second when you get, when you do get upset about the littlest things in the world, take a second, man, breathe first accept what's going on, understand what's going on. And if you don't understand, try to figure it out for two seconds, take two seconds to be like, was that my fault? Was it their fault? And is it a waste of my time to be mad? 99% of the time it is, because we all know that being mad at something or producing hate for something or someone, it takes way more, way more energy out of your day than just to smile, say hi, or brush it off or be a nice person. It takes more energy to be a dick than it does just to be a nice person throughout the day. And I think most people wouldn't understand that because everyone's so stuck in their groove of just being that asshole every single day. But if you can take a step back, you know, realize what's going on. I think the world will open up and everything will change for you. And more importantly, it'll change for the people across from you too. And I think, I think really that's a big thing too, because at the end of the day, 
we want people around us that are happy doing the same exact thing that we're doing instead of having to banter back and forth with that loved one or significant other that's kind of in a hateful you know relationship with them but i want to digress a little bit too because i want to talk i didn't know that you went to school for something so incredibly hard to get through and then are you doing anything in that field anymore uh you know not directly um, that's I, crazy. I do some little, little things. I mean, in my mind, a lot of what I learned is useful because I went to mechanical engineering. So it's all about moving parts, machinery, things like mm. that. Um, and you know, weightlifting, a lot of the principles of weightlifting apply to, you know, principles of general physics of beams and things as well. So there's a lot of overlap in what I learned and how to, uh, or not what I learned, what I learned and how I apply it to strength training, programming for clients, um, adjusting loads, things like that. It helps me get creative with um, attacking different muscle groups in the gym. Um, even though it's not 100% overlap, there's a lot of principles that do overlap. Um, and I kind of use it for that. Um, but I'm also hoping in the future, um, trying to like, I set the goal for 2021 to start doing this, to work with Engineers Without Borders, which is a you know, nonprofit organization that helps build different infrastructures for impoverished countries. I was in the IIT chapter, which is a school I went to um, when I was an undergrad, and we built a bridge and a latrine system for a city in San Claudio, uh, the city called San Claudio, Nicaragua, which was really cool. You help these people live a better life and, you know, again, impacting more people to improve their quality of life across the world. And it's just a beautiful organization that I hope to do more with in the future. Uh, like I said, aiming for 2021 to actually be a part of the Chicago chapter of that um, organization and go from there. Dude, that's awesome. Thank you for doing that. Congratulations. That's an amazing thing. Did you get a, did you get a chance to go down there or did you just work here remotely for that project? Uh, me personally, I didn't go. Part of the team did go though. Okay. So I, I helped with like designing of things. Is that all over the world they do that? Are they growing? Or is it a newer company or have they been around for a while? Yeah, they, they're like a, they're an international organization, I think. Okay. And they have different chapters for different cities, different schools, things like that. So, you know, Chicago has their own group of people and they work on specific projects. Um, and then they, whatever that particular city or town needs, they work on providing the tools, the resources, and then they actually go out and the people that are capable or able to go out and actually help build the project and work on it. And they also uh, work with the people of that community as well. So it's like a very nice um, cultural experience to go out and do that. Dude, that's amazing. That's awesome. And I'm not talking about creating impact. Holy cow. Doesn't really get, get more about creating impact than that. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's, that's an amazing goal, man. That's an amazing goal. Um, why are we waiting until 2021? Is that just something you want to put on the, put on the back burner? Like I'm going to really get invested in 21 or is that just something that's going to take that long to get involved with? Or what's the story behind that? Uh, you know, this year I'm, you know, working on getting married. So right, right. Got hey. that on the, yeah. <laughs> so that's a big time commitment. I didn't want to have too many things on my plate. So working on getting that done and then moving forward after that, that's all that is. That, that's awesome, man. And then that you should definitely take all the time you can to do that. And I'm sure you're getting yelled at to dedicate even more time than you already are now. Cause I know how yeah. busy this whole thing can get. So, so when you help out your clients, are you, are you primarily a trainer with them or you cover everything from fitness, nutrition, and mindset as well? You know, I love talking about the mindset that's 
really where I try to focus most of my niche is at. That's why I'm just, I'm very small when it comes to mindset and I'm very narrow with that. Um, but do you try to focus on fitness, nutrition, and mindset and tie those together? Or are you just more of a trainer-esque uh, one-on-one? Yeah. So it's a, a combination of, of all those things. So it's, you know, your lifestyle habits. I'm really big on habits. That's awesome. the of what I do. Um, habits uh, and then training and nutrition. The training and nutrition is easy. You know, yep. it's, this is what you got to do. This is the equipment you have at your gym. We'll make a program around that. You want to build this muscle. You want to lose fat, whatever. You just got to follow those things. But the biggest obstacles and why I think most people fail is the mindset aspect of it, like you said, mm-hmm. and having uh, ingrained poor habits over a long period of time and just adjusting those habits so that uh, it becomes more automatic to do the right things, quote unquote, the things that are going to progress you to your goal more so. So habit building is like the main cornerstone of what uh, we do in our coaching. And a big part of that is mindset as well. It's helping you break the habit of negative self-talk. You know, that's a big thing that a lot of people experience. I don't know if I'm capable. I don't know if I'm capable of this. You know, if I do this, what's going to happen? What are other people going to think? How can I, what's another big one? I don't know. Uh, How can I wear these jeans? I don't know how I'm going to look at this. I feel like a whale, all that kind of stuff. All this negative self-talk that kind of like deters you from actually working towards your goal and gives you all these excuses as to why you shouldn't do it that aren't even necessarily reality. They're just how you're perceiving Mm. it, how you're experiencing it and choosing to accept it that we can shift just by changing how you talk to yourself, changing the little words that you say that um, lead you to that point um, so that instead of, being down on yourself all the time, you can actually get up, move and attack the day and um, continue striving forward. So those little mindset shifts are really big. And I think they're a big uh, part of a successful transformation altogether. I'll do 100%. I love that, man. I think I love getting more on the, the topics and understanding and, and, and like peeling back those layers of a coach and how they teach all their clients and every loved one around them that needs the help too. It's like that thing, that foundational piece, I think all really good coaches try to put down first. And whether that's habits, like you said, which I'm a huge habit guy, I'd say habits rule everything. It's right. It's right there with mindset, you know? So I'll put that as the the foundation to build our house on. And like without that, or without loving oneself, I also put that there too. Without that, it's like building the house on sand, you know? It's, it's just not going to happen. You know, it may be, it may be cheaper to do it at first. And then eventually you're going to understand that the guy, guy or gal that took their time to actually do it the correct way with a good foundation is going to, it's going to put up their structure faster. It's going to last a lot longer while you're falling down. And I think I, I like to put that in like that flashy, sexy category with whatever, everyone loves to look at that, right? Like these 30 day diets or these bullshit detoxes and all that shit. That's all building your house on sand, man. You're looking for a quick fix. You don't, you don't want to take the time for that beautiful foundation. It may take more time to, to build, to, you know, to let it, let that time to dry before you can even build on it. You know, the the conditions have to be right, you know, in order for it to dry correctly, all these things happen, but it's not sexy. Taking the long time is not sexy. Doing the right thing is always the right thing. Like we just said, but people look at that and like, I don't, I don't have six months to do that. I need to do this right now. And I think that's where we really, but doesn't that come back to like, you obviously don't love yourself enough to do it the correct way. And I think that's a huge piece with the habits around us as well, because I always say this too: show me somebody with a dirty car all the time. 
And I guarantee their house or their bedrooms the exact same way. Because no one's going to have a made up, pulled up bed with a clean house every day before they leave the house and get into a car that looks like a trash can. It's not going to happen that way. But you, if you have one, you have the other. And like habits and surroundings, man, that's like everything, you know? Don't, don't you agree that habits create the surroundings that you need to be successful in? Yeah, I mean, your, your environment is a big influence on the habits that you build and how you act. Mm. You know, the, I think there was a Harvard study done that the biggest influence on the direction people head or how successful they are is their environment, you know? Oh, um, shit. It's, uh, what was I going to say? You know, the saying, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, right? Yeah, love it. That's, that's part of your environment as well. If you're spending your time with people that are, you know, always out drinking, always eating fast food, they don't really have any pursuits or passions that they follow, you're going to fall in that same hole just because it's easier. That's the direction that these people are headed in is the direction that you're headed in as well by default, because you're on this, uh, on this, uh, ship with these people as well. But if you find a different group of people that are motivated, they have, they go to the gym every day, they make sure they meal prep. You, you guys talk about that on a daily basis. They share recipes with you. You're more likely to stay on track and follow that path, uh, and stick to that as well. You know, so the environment, that you put yourself in is a huge determining factor of where you ultimately end up going, whether you stay on track or not, or whether you consistently fall off on a weekly basis. Um, and that's like, you know, most people feel to realize that as a whole, they try to like change themselves, but keep everything around them the same. And mm. now they're facing all this resistance from all these different places. They have candy on their desk all the time that they try to uh, fight not to have when they could just, switch it out for something else, change their environment to have it be something else. They go to these social events that they try to, you know, again, fight through and strengthen their willpower to not uh, pig out at the donut table or whatever, when they could have just avoided the situation altogether. They didn't have to go there. They just want to, you know, I guess, test themselves or whatever it is. But you put yourself in these situations, you, you, if you don't, how can I say this? If you don't adjust your environment accordingly to match what you're going to do, you're going to be worn out all of the time and finding yourself, uh, you know, just exhausted from trying to put all this willpower in and ultimately relapsing and not getting any closer to your goals. The easiest way to actually make it towards your goals is to try to use your willpower as little as possible because your willpower is going to get fatigued. If you have your environment to where hmm. all the right decisions you're going to make are the easiest things to do, you're going to do those things, you know, regardless. And you, it's not going to be a struggle, right? If you have, if you choose a gym that's on your way to work or on your way back home from work, you're going to go to that gym pretty easily. You don't have to go out of your way to make it there. It's not a 30 minute drive. You don't, you don't have as much of an excuse to get there. You put, um, you put the meal prep, you take 20 minutes, 20 I shouldn't say 20, probably 20 minutes to an hour to meal prep on Sunday. And you have those containers ready for you for the rest of the week. You don't have to order pizza because now the easiest thing for you to do is eat the meal prep container that you make. You know, everything that you do that you want to work towards, try to find the simplest. If you try to find the simplest way possible to make that happen, you're going to reach your goals a lot easier. And this applies to like all areas of life, business, you know, relationship, what you want to do, um, fitness, all of that. It's all about adjusting your environment to make the right choices, quote unquote, like the choices that are going to progress you further, um, 
the easiest choices to make and making the difficult choices or the choices that are going to progress you backwards or take you away from your goal harder to harder to follow through with. Dude, that's awesome. I think that's a great and super smart outlook on your end as a coach. I applaud you for that. That so so with those habits, I mean obviously we're we're starting to understand the actual you know, the actual coaching by stupid fit right here. If community, if you're listening to this, he's giving you exactly how he does it with everyone he comes across, even his clients and loved ones around him. Do you feel that it's with your surroundings? You, you say, don't you try to use your willpower as little as possible, meaning we're not necessarily don't have those fave foods in the house, but have less of those fave foods, right? Like try not to don't say if, if, if fat loss is the main objective right now, fat loss is the main objective, obviously don't have 16 boxes of Girl Scout cookies at all times and at arm's reach away because guess what? Chances are, I know for a fact, me saying this as a, as a, as a fucking fitness and nutrition, a mindset coach, I'm going for the cookies, bro. If they're there, 100%. I'm going for them, bro. I don't even care. Like when we get them once a year, right? We have at least six boxes in the house. I would be lying to you if I said, I don't try to go through them as fast as I can because there's no need to have them here. I don't need them. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give my money to all the Girl Scouts that are they're everywhere, you know, For, it, living around Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Every corner. When it's time, it's like literally, literally everywhere. You can literally have boxes like almost all year round if you want. So we buy these boxes and I'm like, girl, we need to finish these as soon as we can because I want them out of the damn house. You know what I'm saying? Because if they're there, it's just going to, it's going to hurt me in the long run. I'm always going to be looking in the kitchen and I work from home. So, you know, if I'm home, I'm going to go for it. So I'll digress a little bit because I'm getting off track, but is it something that you tried to create those habits with like, Hey, what's, what's the one thing that you feel like you binge a lot on emotionally eat on? And then they say ice cream. You're like, okay, cool. How many, how many pints do you have right now in your freezer? And if they say, I don't know, four, do you try to say like, Oh yeah, listen, let's just keep one in there and try to chip away at it as we can. Or are you kind of like, all or nothing. I know you're not the all or nothing coach, but I have to ask you that question. Like, or, or are you the all or nothing? Yeah, no, definitely not all or nothing. I think all or nothing uh, sets you up for failure a lot of times because if you're 99% on point, then it's a failure, right? Because it's not right. 100% with yeah. that mindset. Um, but no, it, it's definitely dependent on the circumstance and what part of the habit that they feel like um, holds them back. Uh, of course, like with habits, there's a four-part habit loop. And the first one is Q. Q is always the easiest one. It's kind of the one we've been mentioning the entire time. If you see something uh, within arm's reach or whatever it is, you're going to be cued to follow up with that habit, right? So again, using the Girl Scout cookie example, if you have Girl Scout cookies an arm's length away from you, you see it on the kitchen table every time you walk by, you're going to have a Girl Scout cookie. You know, it's going to be really hard to say no to that. But if you have the Girl Scout cookies tucked away in the cabinet uh, where it's out of sight, you're not going to be Mm -hmm. reaching reaching for it mindlessly you'll only reach for it when you actually want it right so it's not taking it out completely it's about taking it out until you actually want it and it's not mindless eating you know there's a purpose behind it you can actually enjoy it instead of just having it because it's there you know it's like the candy dishes at grandma's house man you can't stop yourself man. from eating them bro <laughs> every, every table at my grandma's house has can't. something like, oh, i know and you can't stop <laughs> once you start you're like god damn it grandma <laughs> man I, I have a weakness for hershey's kisses once i have one hershey's really kisses, i have like i gotta have like 20 honestly like the all the, like the og chocolate or do you like the ones with like the almonds in them 
No, no, the OG chocolate. Oh man, the OG chocolate. That's tough to do because those are always around. Like they're always around at like your mom's and your grandma's house is like, where are all these Hershey's Kisses coming from, man? <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's other ways we can work around that too, but kind of going off topic, but also on topic. So uh, continuing with the habit loop though, what we find out what is the biggest thing that's holding you back within that habit loop. So the next part of the habit loop after the cue is the craving. Um, once you see something, how do you feel about it? Do you want to have this thing? Are you associating positive things with it? Or are you associating negative things with it? Uh, you know, so I have a client, this just happened this week. She works out from home right now. Her gym isn't open yet. Right. And she sees her alarm go off to work out. She scheduled the time to work out. All her equipment is ready downstairs in her uh, little, little home gym. But she, she just can't, once she gets there, She's not motivated to work out. She doesn't feel like it. It feels like a chore after mm. that point, right? So how can we make it more enjoyable for you to work out? Well, what we did was I got her, uh, or I asked her if this was okay first, but then we went through the idea of buying new workout clothes that you can only wear at home. You could send a pic uh, to your husband because you're feeling good, and that motivates her because her husband husband compliments her about what she's doing you know so that makes the process a lot more enjoyable as opposed to being a chore like damn i'm getting all this positive reinforcement to perform this action um i'm going to follow through with this action more regularly right it doesn't it takes away the negative the negative emotion tied to it and now makes it a lot more positive so now if she does this enough times it's going to always feel good for her because now we created this new habit that working out feels good i get positive affirmation from this um and then there's also starting new habits. You want to make them as simple as possible. Sometimes, you know, a really common habit that people have, this is always a simple analogy, is I want to read more. Right? Yeah. People, everyone wants to read more. Um, they want to be educated, of course. Like there's being intelligent is a great thing to be. Um, but reading a book a week can be completely unrealistic. Right. If you haven't, if you haven't read in six months, right? A lot of people think you got to read a chapter a day or, um, whatever, you know, arbitrary number they choose. Well, if you want to read, why don't you just start reading two pages a day? You know, there's, that's really easy. No one, you, you'll never have an excuse to not do it. It takes like two to five minutes, right? right? Depending on the density of the book. So now you're building this habit. And once you can do that regularly, once you read regularly, you might, you know, level up and enjoy it more and make it uh, a chapter a day at some point, but it doesn't have to be right now. You don't have to reach your ultimate goal right now, you can just build up to it slowly by making it again, really simple to do. If you make it really simple to do and you put the repetitions in because the repetitions are the most important thing to build or break a habit. Facts. You, you make that a part of your lifestyle regularly. And the last part of the habit loop is reward. So, you know, if you do a habit that you enjoy, reward yourself in some way, whether it's, uh, and in a healthy way and in the same uh, to the same magnitude of the habit that you did. So if you read two, two pages of a book, you know, don't buy yourself like a Louis Vuitton purse or something, you know, you, you, <laughs> right. didn't, you didn't earn that. You should, you can do something like, Oh, I get to watch my show now tonight. But if you don't do it, you know, don't watch your show, something of equal proportion. Um, but the reward is again, really important to help reinforce the habit and continue to do it. Now, back to the original question, uh, which part of this, do we adjust really depends on the person and which uh, part of the habit loop they're having trouble with overcoming, right? Mm -hmm. Is it 
do you have the motivation to start, but then you can't finish it? Okay, let's make it simpler for you to do and make it smaller. Um, do you struggle to start at all? Okay, let's make it more obvious for you to start and make it more uh, rewarding for you to finish as well. You know, it's going to depend from person to person what uh, part they're struggling with. And once we get to the uh, root of that, then we can kind of make adjustments to fit their lifestyle to make it easier to follow through with. Dude, I love all that. What's the type of, it may just be the type of clientele you have, but, or maybe it's, you see a, a pattern in which, which one of those kind of do people fall in a lot? Do, do you see a lot of people unable to start or unable to finish a thing over a long period of time? Uh, it's usually finish, right? Yeah. Because people go through bursts of motivation um, and they go on a roll of doing it for a week, two weeks, maybe a little longer. Right. But after some time, what they're doing is like not sustainable. It's way too hard for them to do regularly. And again, requires a lot of willpower for them to do on a regular basis. So at some point they get burned out and they just stop following through. Uh, that's definitely the most common thing that I see with my clientele and just general people that I talk to on a regular basis. Um, so usually it's just about scaling back and making it more realistic. Yes. Um, yeah, because you know, you can realistically fit in six workouts in a week, right? <laughs> right. right. Anybody? I don't even do that, dude. <laughs> yeah. There's, it's no way. I get, I get four. Yeah. Yeah. Four is like max for me. And then I'm like, that's it. I don't need to do anymore. You know? And I, I think that's a huge thing too, but continue. Yeah. Yeah, no, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But, no, no. Um, but um, yeah, making it realistic, not in terms of just doing it is real. Not, well, how should I say this? Like structurally, you can realistically fit into your schedule six workouts a week. Right. But that's not realistic for you as a person to follow through with on a weekly basis, 52 weeks a year. It doesn't make sense. Right. You know, so when you kind of take that part of it and be honest with yourself, right? Because sometimes when, we're motivated, we lose a little bit of logic and honesty, and we kind of bite more than we can chew. And that in the end bites us back in the ass and now we're stuck where we were. Uh, so being honest with yourself and being okay with, again, this is a long-term process. You know, mm. the short-term 30-day fix, 30-day sprint isn't going to help you three, four, five months from now, okay? And the more you realize that, the more you realize that you don't want to just lose weight. You want to keep the weight off. You don't want to have to keep losing weight every three months. Like that's kind of ridiculous to continue going through. Instead of doing that, why not just take the time to, you know, learn nutrition for six months, learn how to train properly for six months, um, fall in love, you know, with who you are, your body, gain confidence once again, and reward yourself by committing to this process because now two years from now, you'll be so happy you did. You won't be stuck on this hamster wheel of trying to do another 30 day fix. Uh, you'll have taken the time on the front end and built the foundation. Like you said, built solid habits, built solid routines, solid understanding of the process. And now you don't have to worry about it anymore. You you're set, you know, you just have to do some maintenance work, which is really simple. Right. Um, and you, you never have to worry about that again. Dude, I love it. And I think, I think that's a big thing too, where the coach client relationship really starts to, to blossom is that you may say, you know, Hey Jay, my goal, I, I need to work out six days a week. And you're like, okay, I I'm listening. What else do you want to do? Well, you know, I want to do this X, Y, Z. Well, how many hours a week do you work? Well, I work 60 hours a week. And then you're like, you writing it all down. And it's like, 
okay, well, let's, let's look at it in a different light. Can you possibly work out six days a week, come home, cook dinner for you and your family, work 60 plus hours a week? I mean, does this all start to make sense? It's like one of those things where I believe the coach-client relationship right there, that little bit of structure. And since we've been around the block and we, we, we see it all, we see it all every single day. It's all out there in front of us and we get to say it. I don't think that the client un- kind of really understands. Like, I, I know it's a lofty goal, but I think the society kind of sets that goal for you, right? Like I have to be in the gym eight days a week in order to see any kind of success. Well, let's hold the phone really quick. What you really need to do is really put down three to four solid ass workouts a week, follow a good plan, but live in that kitchen and make it fit your lifestyle. I think that's a beautiful thing as well is that that coach client relationship, man, it's like, I get those goals. Those may be goals down the line, but for right now, it's the lifestyle you're maybe trying to put too much on your plate with your lifestyle. Do you see a lot of that in your clients or a lot of that in the way that you coach as well? You kind of assess their lifestyle and how busy they actually are and kind of slowly say like, Hey, listen, I don't think six days a week is very healthy for you right now. You'll probably feel better if you do three days and focus on your food and your nutrition and your sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. That's again, it, it's uh, when you have that burst of motivation, a lot of people do when they sign up for a coach, they're like, yeah, I need, I need six days a week right now. Like, let's, let's get going. I'm like, all right, take a step back. Let's breathe for a second. Tell me the whole story. Let's break this down realistically. And okay, you haven't worked out in three, four months. You're not right. going to start out by six days a week. That doesn't make sense. And again, it's, it's uh, the all or nothing mindset is kind of what usually triggers that. It's like, man, if I can't do six days a week, I'm not, there's no point in doing this at all. Um, but if, you know, this has a lot more implications than just making it fit your lifestyle. It's about uh, the mental aspect of it too, where if you do six days a week, you start committing to six days a week. And one day you miss that, you're going to feel like a failure. You're not going to follow, you're not going to follow through uh, anymore. And it's your confidence is shot. Your ego is shot, right? But if we make it more realistic, we say, let's start off with three days a week. Once we do that for a month or two, then we can up it to four or five and go from there. Now, two, three months from now, you have all the confidence in the world. You know, you're definitely seeing progress by that point. You have been hitting your goals because they're realistic goals for you to hit on a regular basis, where even on your worst day, uh, you were still able to, you know, follow up with it. Because again, that's like the kind of realistic goal you want to aim for. You want to make it so that even on your worst day, you're still able to do it. Even on the day you're not motivated, even on the day where all these obstacles happen, you're either going to find the time for it on this day to still push through or uh, have it on the next day. Whereas like with a six day a week program uh, where you need, again, all this willpower, all this energy to go on a six day, six day a week program, you miss one day, the week is kind of thrown off. You only have one uh, non-training day, right? Right. It doesn't, you have no, no room for error. Right. And that just makes it really hard and doesn't give you a chance to improve at all. Um, so like making it realistic and giving you some room for error because life is going to get in the way, even though like right Always. now it's going to be perfect. <laughs> man, it just takes like one flat tire on the way to the gym to throw off the whole week, you know? And that's like not an unrealistic thing to expect. That can happen to anybody, right? Right. So um, accounting for those and making sure, again, that on your worst day you can still hit, uh, do what you need to do is uh, going to be really vital for long-term success and short-term confidence and following through with the process. Dude, 100, 100%, man. It's like the, the less stressful we can make this thing called life, fitness and nutrition, the less stressful we can make it for you, come up with a plan that is 
you know, has less 50% less stress in it than what it normally was before we took on that, that said client. I think that's the game, man. I mean, that's the game. What are you actually, if, let's just, let's just talk about that for a minute about trying to get to the gym six days a week. You know, how much time, I mean, we're talking, you and I have said it multiple times in this podcast, we try to go three or four times max. You know, I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder. I'm not trying to walk across the stage. I'm not trying to go in competition and be a CrossFitter or a powerlifter. I don't need to train that much. I know that that much could be super detrimental to my health and maybe my body's not ready for it. Not to mention, if, I'm, if I only want to go three days a week to the gym, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, let's say, I'm saving three of those days. How long does it take you to get ready, go to the gym, warm up, train, cool down, shower, get ready and go run much today. You're talking a couple of hours. Wouldn't it be so much nicer to have 12 extra hours a week, you know, or, you know, or six extra hours a week to focus on those other things. I think putting yourself like that's that old analogy that we always say too. like, how can you stand at the base of a mountain and look at the peak and say, I'm going to climb that tomorrow when you don't even know how to tie a fucking knot, you know, like it just, it, it's pretty mind blowing to me. And I think that's one thing we have to you know, as great coaches, it's like, we have to take the understanding and kind of break it down to where these little chunks make so much more sense because the whole point is to get back to the gym the next day, recovered, focused, and ready to attack the day, not wake up groggy, tired, and hate, hate your life even more. Any idiot can put you like, just because I just said this in the podcast earlier today, I had another podcast, a good workout doesn't leave you on your back trying to, you know, sweaty as all get out and have to crawl to your car every day. We're missing the, we're missing something here. Like that's not a good workout. The better workout is give me someone like that, that trains like that. And I'll train the other person a different way. And we'll see who can go for the longer period of time throughout months and throughout the year. And I think that's a big thing as well, man. Yeah, no, I, there's a, like, obviously life isn't just the, these short bursts of sprints. It's a long, it's a long running marathon the more that you can do to stay in it for the long run, the better your life is going to be in the short term and the long term. I think that's a, and I think I love going back to the habits because habits do create those successes. And I love going back to how I preach about mindset and coach about mindset because having the right mindset, that, that understanding that we're talking about right now and then what you've been saying this entire podcast, that's like the beautiful secret sauce right there. Like you have to understand these things that if you do focus on the low hanging fruit and just continually chip away at your days for a longer period of time, so many more doors are going to open because you're understanding that that one hour of time is only one hour at the gym or one hour of food prep a couple of times a week, as opposed to imagine if we had a prep food every day, Man. dude, are you kidding? I can barely get to the, the one or two times a week that I have to do it. Let alone you. Can you imagine not having anyone to hold you accountable and you're trying to cook all three of your meals every single morning before you leave the house for work. Man. There's no fucking way, man. Yeah. And I think that's I'm what Wednesday done. You're done yeah. by Wednesday. Done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think about that. You imagine trying to cook 21 meals a week. Like, can you imagine that? If that's three meals now, I know I eat more. I eat like four or five meals with snacks. It's like, yeah. Who, and that takes some time, man. So I think it's like, it's a great thing when he talked, like, I'm glad that you came on the podcast, man. Cause it really, you're teaching me so much of the way that you coach. And I love that because it's opening up like different floodgates in my head as well. Like, damn, like that's a really good perspective, right? Like mm -hmm. 
that's why we do this thing. It's all about learning perspectives and what conversations open up these different perspectives, man. And I think your outlooks, bro, are they're fucking beautiful, man. So I applaud you on that too. And uh, I, I think it's a super smart way to go about coaching and training and not to mention like nutrition, right? Like when you teach nutrition, these are the things that really create impact are those small things for nutrition. Because a lot of people, like I just said, they try to go all in. They're going to they're gonna sit down for Sunday. They're going to go shopping at noon, at noon on a Sunday. Wrong mistake, right? You're not going to get home till two or three. You know what I'm saying? Then you're going to try to cook and you're going to try to cook for a whole week. Mm-hmm. You wonder why it's failing. Like you wonder why it's failing. What kind of nutrition things? Um, so you do nutrition as well, as well too. Who did you go to for nutrition? Uh, I did. You're saying to get certified. Yeah, yeah. So I did Precision Nutrition and NCI. I did both of those. Oh, nice, man. Um, Which one did you prefer? We won't put you on the spot. Which one do you prefer? Oh, man. They, they, they both have things I like and things I don't like. Okay. Right? So PN, the, the art of coaching that PN teaches as far as like how to treat clients and how to progress clients through a nutrition program, I definitely like a lot more. Okay. Um, but how they apply nutrition, right? Because they don't use macros i like i believe in macros a lot more than like hand portion sizes not to say that i don't use those i use them to um kind of pave the way to get into macros and create a specific result because i think macros are a better um tool to use as far as educating you on how to get to your goal what foods do for you how much you should have of each food and understanding that perspective right uh throughout the process uh so definitely the applicable so the yeah the applicable side of NCI and how to use macros as a tool to empower your clients I definitely like that a lot more um, so you know you, you just take right I like to take what I like from a lot of things and then combine them make my own little uh, of course of course go from there <laughs> but um, going back to what you were saying I think like one big thing as coaches like our role obviously you know we're professionals in fitness and nutrition, we're going to tell you how to work out, we're going to tell you what to eat and how to progress through those things. But a big part of it is grounding you grounding the client uh, to, again, understand what's realistic. Mm. Um, Because again, when you, you want to do all these things, you want to get to this point. And we live in a world full of instant gratification, Amazon Prime, uh, ruined everything, Netflix, you get to watch whatever you want all the time. (laughs) I know we're so, we're so bad. We're very spoiled, you know? Oh my gosh. We want things right away. And patience is kind of a lost art. Um, So our job, I think part of our job is grounding clients to understand like, hey, you don't have to change it all right now. You know, we don't have to, like for most clients, they under eat protein when they start working with you, right? Everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone, right. So let's say their goal, their ideal is to hit 160 grams of protein a day. Right now they're hitting like 80. I'm not going to tell you to start hitting 160 the first day you're working with me because that's double what you eat normally. Maybe you'll do it a couple days, but after that, you'll um, run out of protein or just get sick of it and go back to your normal foods. Instead, if you're eating 80, our goal is 160. Okay, how about this week? This week, we'll try to hit 100, at least 100 every day, right? So it's only 20 grams more. You can find a 20-gram snack here and there, you know, tuna packets are 20 grams, a protein shake. If you don't already have a protein shake after your workout, that's a 25 gram boost, you know, cool. We just, we got this seven days in a row. Awesome. They have confidence now. Uh, they, they like trust the process a little more. They know that they can do this. They have faith in what's to come. And then the following week or two weeks from now, depending on um, 
the client themselves and how much time they need to progress through things. Some people need less time. Some people are a little quicker to catch on to things. Um, then we can up it to 110 or 120, right? And then when I work with clients, it's always a, it's always a group effort. You know, I'll ask them, how did it feel? Did you feel like it was really stressful? Did you, right. you know, was it an easy thing for you to follow? Uh, cool. How do you feel about boosting at 20 grand? You like that? Cool. Let's do 120 this week. Uh, too much? All right, let's do 110. Like, right. as long as we can both agree, we see that it's realistic for them. Uh, because now they have experience, you know, as, as opposed to when they first start, okay, let's just get to 160 right away. Um, they try it out for a week. They see how hard it is or how uh, different it is to try to aim for 100. Now they understand like, okay, maybe getting to 160 right now isn't the right move. Now I can, let, let me just inch away at it and get 110 the following week, you know, and then just build up to that until we get to that standard. And then uh, we can kind of, we have a lot more options at that point. Um, because you built this foundation of getting protein regularly, you built the skills, you found different strategies to incorporate in your day, different foods that you like that have protein, that kind of thing. Uh, now we can play with things a lot more. Um, and when we make adjustments, it's a lot easier for you to handle them because we built this foundation and educated you on uh, how to progress upward to this. So that small progression of things, and again, grounding the clients to understand what's realistic and what's applicable, is really important and then just building the small wins because you know they set a promise to themselves and to me that i'm gonna hit this when you follow through on those little promises that you set you gain so much confidence right and that confidence gets carried on into other aspects of things too now if i ask them to do um you know like five no let's say like seven thousand steps they'll be like yeah i could i could do that i could do that and then they follow through with that too and now they're just doubling up on their confidence you know and now their whole lifestyles changed because they did this so often. Now, subconsciously, they built this new habit of walking regularly multiple times a day, getting vitamin D, getting sunshine, um, you know, eating protein, you know, spread out throughout the day in different meals uh, and enjoying it and finding all these recipes that they like. And now this is, they have a whole new lifestyle and they didn't realize it. It didn't, they'll, they'll think it happened overnight. This was, right. a slow, it was a slow progression of things to get here. And now everything's completely different. You know, it's like that. Um, I don't remember the actual saying, but sometimes when you're walking toward the goal, you forget how far you've come. Mm. And then when you look back, you're like, damn, I did all that this, this entire time. Now I'm in a whole different place. Now I'm uh, so much, you know, so much better for having followed this path. I think to start with now, I'm, you know, only so much better. And there's still so much more to go that I can do. Right. And that's, again, coming back to language and how you talk to yourself. Now they know that they can do this and that only expedites the process altogether a lot faster. Dude, that's awesome. And it's like without taking those, those small steps and setting those small goals and keeping, you know, keeping, um, keeping your clients accountable or, or whoever may be accountable. It's like those little small things add up so much, man. It's like, we always talk about that little snowball rolling down the hill, right? Like, eventually it's going to create so much momentum that you're going to question yourself to step in front of it, to stop it. And that's the powerful thing behind these small steps that people don't really, really understand that are monumental and groundbreaking, you know, over the course of just three, three simple months of doing something that turned, like you said, it turns into a new skill without you even knowing it. Next thing you know, you can't, you cannot not go outside first thing in the morning and go for that morning walk and hit that sunshine in your face, or you have to put your sunglasses down first thing in the morning. Like you can't live without that. You look forward 
to that. And I think that's a great thing too, but that would never happen if you didn't start small. I mean, you have to start small and we know, you know, community, what I'm about to say next, you could probably take away from it, but we know that you're never going to, you're never going to experience that if you jump on the bandwagon of something that you have to do immediately today, that's going to be done in 30 days. Like that's why all these diets are failing. That's why people say, oh, they were so great at first is because yeah, they made you cut out everything you loved in your life and you're miserable for those 30 days. And then when it's all over, you're looking at day 30 or 31, whatever month it is, whatever, as a stopping point where there is no stopping point to this thing. That's the problem is that everyone looks at it like, oh, 10 more days left. Oh, Jay, I only got two more days left on it. Can you believe it? I lost 20 some pounds. Talk to me in a couple of days. Talk to me next week because we know what's going to happen and it's inevitable, but it's not sexy, right? It's not sexy. But we as coaches have to sell that point of, you know what, just, just because this quarter isn't shiny anymore doesn't mean it's not worth 25 cents. Right. And that's the biggest thing, man. It's like, that is the biggest thing. As cliche as all these things that we are saying sound, they're cliche for a reason because they've been said billions of times over. So there must be some kind of truth to them. You know, how many times do you hear someone say, oh yeah, well, keto work, or I can't even say, I hate, I just said it already. I hate to say that, you know, I'm not calling anybody out if anyone's a keto person or vegan. I'm not doing that. This is just a podcast and it's my podcast, damn it. So uh, it's one of those things that's like, yeah, yeah, my own rules. Um, how many times have you said I've done, you know what, I'm just going to go back to, to keto or I'm going to go back to XYZ diet because that worked for me. It's like, but if you have to go back and do it again, did it work the first time? It didn't. It's not, no. So it's like, man, those, those little things are just, they, they turn into the most monumental things in the world. And I do believe that's where these diets are failing is that they come out some, some, some author, some, some, you know, some doctor that wants to stand on a, on a soapbox and preach comes out with these new diets and say, this is the one you need to lose fat. And it's so flashy. It's got so many bells and whistles. And it's just one of those things. Like it wants you to change everything overnight. And I think that's the most unhealthy thing. Cause what you just said is as you take a couple steps, you look back and you're like, man, look how far I've come from. Imagine doing that for 30 days, stopping, gaining all the weight back, feeling like shit again, giving it a go the next month. You look back, you're like in the same spot because you've never progressed, man. And I think that's where diets are failing. Yeah, no, definitely. Especially like, you know, again, we're teaching, we're trying to teach these habits once again, right? To make this a consistent thing for the long run, you don't learn that on these 30 day fixes, you just learn how to crash diet. And then once those 30 days, 31 days are done, it's what do you do? You go back to the old habits you had that got you to where you were in the first place, because that's all you know, you didn't learn anything new, you just did something because this guy told you to do it. Um, I saw the most ridiculous thing that someone asked me about the other day called the snake diet. Have you heard of it? No, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm all ears, though, bro. I'm all ears. <laughs> it was insane what I read about this thing. This guy, I don't remember his name, but he has some YouTube channel. He's got way too big of a following for what this thing claims. Um, but basically, it's called the snake diet. And you are on a 24-hour fast for three weeks at a time. And you're supposed to drop 30 pounds in like the 21 days, obviously, because you're not eating anything. The only thing you're consuming is this thing called snake juice, right? And it's like this blend that this guy made that he's trying to sell to 
people. Okay? It has vitamins and minerals. It's got no macro sufficient macronutrients. It's only like 300 calories. So that's all you can have on a daily basis, right? And you do that for 21 days, you lose 35 pounds. Cool. Now what are you going to do? You're going to eat food again. You know, you're going to gain weight again. And then you have to do this 21 day miserable snake fast, whatever, for another three weeks and be miserable all over again. I got so mad when I saw this, man. I wanted to uh, report this YouTube page, get them off the internet. But I, I feel really bad, honestly, for the people that get stuck into this because yeah. they're, they're well-intentioned. They want to change. They feel there's something missing in their life and they're looking for a solution. And they think this is the solution, but all it does is just hurt them uh, overall in the long term, you know, because they never actually find a solution. They just get stuck in this hamster wheel, but also in the short term, because you're miserable doing this thing. You want to do all these other things. You want to have a donut. You want to have time out with your friends, but you can't because you got to drink the snake juice only. And it's just, you know, you're stuck doing that because some guy on the, on YouTube told you to do that. And it's, it's, it's disheartening to see, you know, that these people have this kind of influence, but that's what we're here to change. Of course. Um, making sure that that doesn't happen and no one gets sucked into being a snake, eating like a snake all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Talk about like a, the actual 2020 snake oil salesman. Like that's amazing. Like, that, I'm almost <laughs> not mad. Snake oil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost not mad. What an entrepreneur. Holy shit. He took something from the wild West, put it in 2020 and is selling it. I, I mean, like, oh my gosh, man, like I'm almost not mad at him, but there's a, there's a, do you know, uh, do you know our, uh, our good, uh, fellow nutrition coach, Brian McCormick? Do you know who that is? No, I don't think so. I'll, I'll send him his Instagram over, but Brian always like, he always texts me all upset, man. Cause he goes like weaving in and out of these Facebook groups, you know, like he likes to like go dig in on these Facebook groups and like he'll go in, which is super smart. Like we should all do it once in a while, but I don't have, I don't have time for that shit. He, he, he'll go in and he'll see a bunch of people talking about nutrition that have no sense should they be talking about nutrition. And he'll like DM them, you know, he'll like personal message. I'm like, Hey, I just saw on this page, like all sweet and kind and everything. He does great for himself. I get it, but I don't want to deal with that. But he comes across these Facebook pages that are like literally dedicated to, um, it's like a 1200 calorie Facebook page, private Facebook group. And the people on there who run it say 1200 calories for anyone is the magical number that you should eat per day to be a healthy human being. Oof. Yeah. The whole page is dedicated to this and people are crawling over the next person for the next bit of information of 1200 calories and they, they have recipes and all these things. And they're telling every single person in there that 1200 calories, no more, no less is the magical number for you to be super healthy in this day and age in 2020. And he told me that he, so he, so here's the point. He texts me that and he's, he's just fired up, dude. He's so fired up. He's like, man, I almost reported this page. He's like, how can these people be out there? I'm like, dude, because those people don't give a shit about you or me. They do not care about you or your well-being because when I say come to my 1200 calorie private Facebook group, you know, I have 25 to 50 eBooks that are two pages long for 1999. You know, that's happening. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same thing with that guy. The guy created a diet that people want to chase because anyone can do 21 days, bro. That's nothing. Three weeks. It's three weeks. Anyone can do it. Then you have to buy this product that I created. So community, that is literally every single new diet that comes out that says this is the best diet. Look who is putting the money in, look who is backing it, and look who is writing it 
because the person that's saying it is the next diet is the one that wants your money to put in, in his or her pocket. And I think that's where it's all failing too, right? Yeah. I mean, I always say if someone comes up to you and says, this is the way to lose weight, there's nothing else that works. Everyone should be doing this. They're lying. You know, <laughs> that's how you know they're just trying to sell you something or they don't know any better. But for the most part, they're just trying to sell you something. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's scary and it's sad, but that's the, that's the way of the world today. And that's why we have to clean this space up, um, you know, as much as we can. And it's like, this community knows that every coach that I have on is always preaching positivity and motivation and, and how to become 1% better. And like the things like community, the things that you've heard today are fan fucking tastic. I, I couldn't be happier with what Jay has said. I back him up 110% in everything that he does. And just the, just a head on your shoulders, man, is, is great to hear your actual great perspective on, on how you attack this fitness and nutrition space because it's so fucking muddled up with so much shit today that we have those people saying that, you know, well, I've been eating 1200 calories and I feel good. It's like society will lie to you as much as they can in order for you to invest your money in them. And that's just how it is, man. And I think a lot of coaches, there is a lot of coaches that are doing that, you know, as much as you want to look at every, oh, but they're shredded year round. It's like, dude, they're not shredded year round. You're falling for their pictures and they probably feel like shit and their hormones are upside down, all those things. But today was an amazing, this was an amazing, I'm so glad I had you on, man. Like selfishly, this was a refresher for me. I don't, I don't care about you, Jay. It was a refresher for me. <laughs> That's fine. I helped you out. That's cool. I, but, I win from that too. Oh, dude. It's, it's just, it's such a fresh breath of air. You know, it's such a, it's amazing to hear people actually trying to change the space that's so broken, you know, and instead of trying to just go along and get that quick fix and that quick buck in your pocket, because, you know, I know in your heart that you know that the long game is the best game and it's always going to be the right game, man. So I applaud you on that. But before we go, I always like to put people in the hot seat, all the coaches in the hot seat. And uh, I would like you to give this community three actionable items that they can use immediately when they get off of this podcast. Now I'll give you a second to think about it. It could be fitness, nutrition, and mindset related. It could be a book that you've read or some books that you suggest or just three of your top tips that you share with your clients or what you believe in. So three actionable items that you can give to this community. Mm, man. All right, give me a second, give me a second. <laughs> Hot seat. Um, okay, one, one thing, I think the best habit that anyone can incorporate is a 10 minute morning walk. Mm. I think anyone can fit, find 10 minutes in their day, first thing in the morning to get some sun on their skin, and get moving. That just sets the tone for the day. It helps regulate your sleep. It boosts your mood. It boosts your energy. It helps, you know, promote fat loss, all that stuff. I think everyone should be doing that from a health perspective. Um, 10 minute morning walk, again, simple to do and incredibly beneficial, like the greatest return uh, for amount of time invested. Um, so that's one, two more. Uh, two, <laughs> two, um, don't be so hard on yourself is, uh, is a big one. Make sure that you give yourself room to mess up. You're going to mess up. I tell all my clients, it's not going to be perfect. You're going to have days that suck, that are grueling, that don't go the way you want them to. There's no reason to beat yourself up over it. That's not going to help you the next day. All you can do is forgive yourself, acknowledge that it happened because it did happen and you can't change what happened. You can only change what you do from that point on. So forgive yourself for what you did, learn from it, 
and then be better the next day and expect another mess up to happen sometime in the future, right? Don't, uh, don't get caught up with the mistakes that you do. Just keep moving forward. Um, another one. Uh, I think this is a big thing I'm into right now because it's on Netflix. Everyone should watch Avatar The Last Airbender. This is a, uh, a non-promoted plug. This is just my favorite show ever. I think a lot of people can gain a lot from this show um, from a life perspective. Even though it's a kid's show, it's incredibly wise um, all around. It's only 60 episodes. Definitely highly recommend it. Uh, it's not as thoughtful as I would have wanted it to be, but I was on the hot seat, so that's what I got. No, man, that's great. You know, we, uh, Carrie Ann and I tried to start watching it right when it came out, and we had like couple of shows are watching at that time and we kind of got off but like as soon as it came on netflix like it was the roar right because i've never seen it all the way through like um you know i've seen the movies i know of it i've seen the movie that i think was super underrated um i've seen the movie and i know about it from the comics and everything like that but yeah we're definitely going to dive into it and um i think that's a great thing man i think that really shows some realism in this conversation too but you know yes he did just say watch a cartoon people but dude i want to say thank you so much for being on but before you go can you please drop all of your knowledge right now, all your social media and what you're on and how people can get a hold of you today to create that 1% tomorrow. Yeah, man. So um, all of my social media is going to be at stupid fit with two O's S T O O P I D, or it's going to be at stupid dot fit one or the other. Cause some social media platforms, some guy already had the name, so I, had I know it's rough, <laughs> but on Instagram it's going to be at stupid dot fit on Twitter. It's going to be at stupid fit on Facebook at stupid dot fit. Um, TikTok at Stupid Fit. I'm starting to get into more uh, skits and comedic things and also educational stuff along the way always. Uh, also have my own podcast, the Not So Stupid Podcast um, that, as Anthony said, I just recently launched. And if you're a fan of Anthony, you're going to want to tune into his show that's going to be coming on my podcast in the near future. Um, again, Stupid with two O's. Everything is with two O's. And my website is www.stupid.fit. Dude, love it. Love it so much, man. Thank you so much for your time and your energy, man. It, it really means a lot to this community and it really means a lot to me. I know it's one thing we can't get back in our lives is time and energy. So dude, I really appreciate you being on. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. I'm a huge fucking fan of what you're doing at, at your age. And like, man, I'm telling you, man, sky's the limit for you. And I'm so glad that um, you are a coach in this, in this really messed up, crazy space that we are in and, you know, God bless you and, uh, all of your clients too, man. I think this is a great thing that you're doing. So thank you so much for being on the show, bro. It really means a lot to me. No, it definitely means a lot that you had me on. Honestly, I really appreciate that. And same everything likewise to you. I definitely appreciate everything you're doing. Like I said, our messages overlap a ton. Uh, so seeing you do what you're doing and being successful with it, you know, is, is great. And hopefully just more success to come with that. Awesome, man. For sure. Community, we will talk to you soon. Until next time. There you have it, community. Another amazing, amazing episode. Put your hands together really quick for Juma. You guys, head on over to Stupid Fit. Check him out on Instagram. Go down in the show notes. All his information will be down there, you guys. If you want to get a hold of him, you want to pick his brain about some specific topics that we were talking about, or just want to shoot him a DM, just ask him a question, or actually what his coaching does um, imply, go ahead and do so, guys. And, uh, you know, we have these great conversations for more than one reason. It's not just for me to be able to run this, my coaching business the correct way and have these podcasts. It's not just to fill empty space. It's here to teach you the little things that, we, that people don't believe in anymore. 
And that little thing is it's just hard work. And the reason why we are coaches is because we take this big, big picture and we break it down into small little chunks that you can that you can eat up and swallow every single day. And that it, this isn't a hard thing. And we want to reiterate that this isn't a hard thing. So we break it down into these little chunks that you guys can actually maneuver and move around your lifestyle so that everything becomes easier. And the other reason why I have these wonderful coaches on to this wonderful, amazing podcast with the best community worldwide is because so much bullshit, like we talked about on this podcast, so much bullshit is out there. It's hard to filter through the shit and come out the other side clean and to take those little pieces and try to understand what works and what doesn't. And there's so much out there. We are here to simplify your fitness, nutrition, and mindset so that your lifestyle can be the easiest, less stressful thing you have going on. And that is hard to say. And I'm sure a lot of people just heard that and were like, yeah, whatever. That's so stupid to claim that. But I can. This is here to simplify your lifestyle so that you can become successful in your everyday goals and activities. I don't know how many more episodes... I have to have, I don't know how many more guests I have to have on to let you guys know that everyone on here is in the same fucking boat that I am. We are all here to help you. We're not here to hurt you. We're here to help you get to your goals the fastest and the safest way. So many of you are out there are looking, jumping program to program in the gym. You're jumping diet to diet for your nutrition. How much of that has failed you? How much of that has failed you? Because if you're listening to this podcast, probably a lot of it, probably a lot of it, and you're still searching for that one simplistic shortcut that you can just dive into, and in 30 days, everything in your life is going to be fixed. It's not like that. Life isn't like that. It's not that easy. But we can make it a bit simpler for you. And let me tell you what, if you're searching for that shortcut, the fastest way to your goals, guess what? Clicking on this podcast, listening to this exact podcast with Juma, you found it. This is the shortcut. Getting and hiring a coach and find the one that works the best for you is the fucking shortcut. And find a coach that does it all. Fitness, nutrition, and mindset. Because those all are the triangle of awareness and that is how the foundation should be built. Guys, I hope, I hope, I hope you got something on this podcast and I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please take a screenshot of your favorite part. Tag myself on Instagram or tag Stupid Fit on Instagram as well so that we can send you some love right back. More importantly, share this with a loved one. Share it with someone who needs to hear this message today. That you, you and you and you alone are the one who needs to make the change. But with an amazing coach in your corner, that change is so much easier to do and to commit to guys i also want to ask you one last thing i know i don't ask you for much but this is one thing i like to ask you week to week please subscribe to the podcast it would mean the world to me without you guys this podcast wouldn't be here head on over to youtube please subscribe to the youtube channel as well i got vlogs going up weekly i got these podcasts going up weekly so you can put faces with the names and finally meet these people that are talking at the other end of this radio, at the other end of this podcast. You get to see how we interact and get to see our beautiful faces, all right? I mean, they're probably not beautiful, but you know, I'm just saying. I'm trying to, I'm trying to drag you in. 
but please subscribe to both of those channels. It would mean the world to me. Like always, guys, without you, this wouldn't be happening. Without you, I wouldn't be a coach. And without you, I don't even know what I'd be doing with my life, honestly. I lean on you guys a lot more than you think. Your likes, your comments, your subscriptions, the downloading of the podcast alone. I say thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And guys, like always, stay tuned for Sunday for Coffee Talk. It's going to be a great conversation between two good coaches, two good friends, totally over-caffeinated on coffee, and I hope you guys enjoy a lot. Not to mention coffee. Now, one thing I haven't mentioned a lot is we do have another sponsor to the podcast, and every Sunday for Coffee Talk, it is Strong Coffee. Now, Strong Coffee brings you a specialty experience to the consumers with healthy, done-for-you premix powder that includes instant instant MCT oil powder to fuel your mind and body for hours so you can spend more time and energy on the important things in life. Guys, they have a little saying here at Strong Coffee, no brewing, no blending, and no bullshit. And like I said, you're probably like, what did he just say? Did he just say pre-mixed powdered coffee? Yeah, guys, it's pre-mixed powder. It's amazing. You can put it in warm water. You can put it in cold water. You can put it over ice. You can put it in your shaker bottle with protein. Stir it up. And here's the best part about it. It's 200 milligrams of caffeine per packet, per packet. Now that is a strong cup of, co- co- strong cup, cup of coffee. I can't even say it. it's so strong. Now this stuff is so great because it's 80% less sugar than all the leaning flavors out there. The, the flavors that they do have are amazing. Of course, they have original, they have unsweetened, and they also have an awesome matcha latte that are coming back in stock. Not to mention they have this amazing cafe latte. Dude, it's insane. You, it tastes like it has a ton of sugar, and it doesn't. It barely has any. But like everything, guys, 200, grams, 200 milligrams of caffeine is quite a jolty coffee. So head on over to strongcoffeecompany.com. Use code every day, and you guys will see 15% off any and all orders going forward. Now, this is such a great thing in the middle of the day to have a nice pick-me-up instead of like an energy drink or anything like that. But I can guarantee you if you do this at a noon – Instead of a 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you do it at noon, you'll still have that energy throughout the day, and you won't have to have something at 3 or 4 o'clock that disrupts your sleep. This is strong enough to have a cup of coffee at noon and last the rest of the day. So like always, guys, I'm done talking for the day. Have a wonderful Friday. Have a wonderful weekend. I will see you on Coffee Talk on Sunday. Peace and love. Until next time.